This is not your mother's middle age. No longer is waking up each day, living the wash, rinse, and repeat cycle acceptable. We have the life lessons, the relationships, the wins, and the losses with which to navigate to our highest self without hesitation and without fear leading the way. We have been there and done that, and so we have so much to offer the world and each other. So join me on this journey speaking to ordinary women doing extraordinary things for new insights, new ideas, new medical breakthroughs, and new life lessons. You will be inspired to find your best life here and now. My name is Wendy Charles McGuire, and this is your Second Wind Podcast. Second Wind. Today, I have a fabulous woman that I met her chance. And she's from Brazil, so she has a beautiful accent. And her name is Leticia Andrade. And she is a mom, a daughter, and a mother of two. And now she has a thriving, amazing photography business that you had asked her this 20 years ago. Not in a million years, which she thought her life would be in the trajectory it is now in her second wind. And Leticia found her passion and purpose through helping women see and feel their own power and beauty through the experience of being photographed. Yes. And I happened to be a, a participant of a session with Leticia and I did not want to go. I was kicking and screaming, trying to come up with a million excuses and we'll talk about it later and what she did. And how amazing it was, the talent, the passion, but the story. And that's why we're here on Second Wind is to tell your story. So welcome, Leticia. Thank you so much, Wendy. I'm so excited to be here. A little nervous, I would say. But um, I would say that a couple of months ago, I'll probably say no to something like this, but I'm taking all my opportunities to, to keep growing and taking challenges and and this is really exciting for me. Thank you. Saying no. Yeah. Not to the second wind. Not to me. No, 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 no. Because we're just having a conversation and it's all about, you're going to say something. We're going we're gonna to uncover something today that's going to be just what someone out there needs to hear. I hope so. It's just the way it goes. It's just the organic nature of serving others. And, and that's what you do. That's what I do. And bringing that together in a conversation. So let's get going because now everybody's excited. Do tell, how did you find your second wind? What was that? What did it look like? Why? Share. Um, So a little bit of uh, on my background. I grew up in Brazil, loving family. Um, My parents raised us to be really strong women Um, But that's not how I felt. I always felt um, not good enough, not smart enough, and was a very shy young girl. And that was my life until I was around 19 years old. I started college. I dropped out three times. I wasn't sure who I was, what I wanted, what I liked. Um, I was dating um, my future husband at that time, and he was coming to the U.S. for his master's degree. So we were in love and we got married very young and moved here. So at that time, I could not speak English really well. So my confidence continued to be really like a low self-esteem, not very confident about anything that I did. But I got a job. I learned some English and we were married for a long time. We were married for about 20 years. I had two beautiful children, uh, my son, who was now 17, and my daughter, who is now 12. But I was a mom. I was completely dedicated to um, the family, the children. Uh, My husband had a very, um, he was very driven. He was always very dedicated to his career. So I kind of followed that, never asked questions. I thought that was my life. That's what I was supposed to be and do. And And then time went and I wasn't happy. I felt a huge void inside me. I wasn't sure what was coming next in my life, what my future was going to look like. The kids were becoming more independent. Uh, We had moved 
nine times, mm. uh, packing and going, packing and going. So I never had a huge opportunity to um, start a career for myself. I finished college when I was eight months pregnant with my first son. I was, I graduated from Syracuse University, but never took a lot of pride on that. Like I never thought it was a big deal. You know, I just did it, but it didn't make a difference in who I was or, um, yeah, it, it was strange because I didn't recognize that until I was aware of what was going on inside me. And that was when I was about 41, 42 years old. My marriage wasn't going well. We were not happy together. Um, the kids were um, in school full time. We had moved back from Brazil, our last move here to the U.S. Um, in 2013. And I didn't know what I was going to do. So I thought about going back to school and, and that wasn't something that excited me. And during a conversation with my sister in 2014, uh, I was living in Georgia, had no friends, no interests. You know, I was just like that everyday routine, getting the kids to school, making sure everyone was adapting to the new life. Um, my husband was working out of town, so he was community every day. And I wanted to do something with my life. I knew the kids would grow up fast and I didn't know what I was going to be. Um, and it, it felt really sad to me. Um, so I was talking to my sister and she said, why don't you start by asking yourself, what would you like to do? Instead of saying, oh, I'm going to be this, I'm going to do that. What do you love? What do you want to do? And I always, I was always a creative person. I always loved art and I always played with my camera, but I never thought I was going to be a photographer. But she said, you know, get your camera and go out there and see what happens. And that immediately brought me so much joy. Um, people started looking at my photos and saying, this is pretty amazing. And uh, I couldn't believe it. I, I was like, why do they like what I'm doing? You know, I still didn't have um, the self-confidence, mm -hmm. but that kind of slowly kind of started happening. And I started becoming really curious and I wanted to learn more. And that's where my second win started. It started then. And it's a, wow, there's so many cool things. So we just did like a very, very basic, basic answer to that question. So, and now you're, you're, your pictures, your, your skill, your passion, and how you make women feel it's, it's amazing. So let's go back. Let's dive back. Let me put on my readers and let's dive back and talk about you grew up and I, you know, a lot of us women, even if we had wonderful families, I think there's a little bit of a common thread and I, and I would love to know why the self-esteem and self-doubt. And if, if you're a woman who's in her late for early, late forties, fifties, sixties, maybe even seventies and eighties. Why, why didn't we think we could go out and conquer the world and slay the dragon? Like, I don't understand where that under, you know, there's history behind it and things like that, but it's just interesting. And then even if we're in a family that's like, yeah, here, go, go do what you want to do. So you had that and you grew up in Brazil. Yes. And talk, talk, talk to us a little bit about that and working for your, your father and the entrepreneurship that was in your family. Cause that has a, that has a little bit of a play. Mm -hmm. I think it has that, a it lot. gets you to where you are now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think there's a lot, well, there's different culturally like cultural differences. I think that plays a part in it, you know, because although my parents were extremely, um, young in their way, the way they thought, you know, um, there was a lot that they learned how things were and the woman stays home and they stay married. And no matter how hard it is, that's where you stay. Um, another thing, it's a, a, an extremely Catholic, like it's a Catholic country. So there, there are things there are not talked about, but they, you grow up with that and you see yourself as someone who 
um, has to just follow what comes in life. And if you become too um, outgoing, it's not well accepted by that society. Would you say, Leticia, yeah, would you say that that's like life by default? Yes, absolutely. You're just like, here. Yeah, and you cannot, you know, if you are the one to just jump out and go and say, you know, I'm strong, I'm, it's not someone that people appreciate or Mm. at least 40 years ago, right? Right. Um, Right. I think things are changing and I'm so glad they are, but even this generation, our generation, I think it was very different than what's coming next. And I am so glad that things are changing for our daughters, you know, because it is something that was within our, how we grew up, how we were raised, how our grandparents raised our parents. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of it, the women were not supposed to go out there and do things. I mean, it was that way, you know? Yes. And side note, you both and I, when we sat down and, and had our, our pre-interview, really nice time chatting and having coffee and food. <laughs> one of the things we both said was it's really wonderful how now our generation is, is going ahead and taking these leaps and creating things and making things and trying things so that the women coming up behind us are, are able to stand on our shoulders. Exactly. And, and there's a responsibility to that. And you and I both, both feel that. And that was, that was a really neat thing to, uh, to realize as well. Yeah. But, and then going back to how I worked for my dad, you know, my dad, when I was 14 years old, I was in high school and that's when the kids are, they want to go out, you know, go to school and then you want to hang out. And I think that was a way for him to control that a little bit. Uh And yeah. or a lot of it. <laughs> and so yeah. I would go to school in the morning and then go home, get, grab a snack and go to work. And it wasn't a bad I, I for, for many reasons, it was a very good thing for me. I learned so much and I became someone who could work anywhere. I had that professional experience, although I was 14, 15, um, I already knew how things worked. And he um, gave me a lot of um lead way. Like I, I was able to do things there and change things. And it was empowering in a way, but the other, the, the, the negative of that was because it was the family business. He never paid me for it. And right. what was the business? What was the business? So he had a training space where we taught like back in the early eighties, um, people were learning how to type in typewriters and classes to become a executive assistant. And so it was a lot of training. And then the computers came. So the first computers were teaching people how to use them. Um, It was like a school format, a training space for for people to come in. And then we would help them find jobs. So it was a career path in a way. Um, So with dad, it was hard because he didn't feel like he had to pay me anything um, because it was my business, you know, and it was that generation where you work for your, your family, you don't have to, to get paid. And that I think took a lot away from my self value. Like I didn't know what my value was. Interesting. Yeah. And we've talked about that. And, um, it, it, I was angry at the time. I remember us having a very difficult relationship because of that, because I didn't think it was fair. Um, but he wasn't doing because he wanted to hurt me or do anything wrong. It was what he knew how to do. And he thought it was a good thing. And late, like three weeks ago, I went to Brazil and I said, you know, that it's fine. I, I forgive you. You know, um, I kind of turned that page, but that had a lot to do with me not knowing my worth. Um, even if I worked, I'm like, I don't have to push. I don't have to ask for more. I don't have, I had no, not none of that in me. Mm, okay. So then you, I love, we have to talk about this because you, you just glossed over it. You said, yeah, we fell in love and then we got married, but uh-huh. it wasn't really like you necessarily wanted to get married. True. And um, yeah, so it was 1990. We, we started dating in 91 in 1993. He was coming to do his master's degree at um, at the university in Purdue, and that was already something that was 
resolved by his parents, right? It wasn't really a a choice. It was something that was already um, planned. Predetermined. 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 You will go do this now. Yes. Mm -hmm. And we were in love. We were, I was 19 years old. He was 23. He was graduating from college. I was going to architecture school in Rio and back and forth every day, like the bus ride. Sometimes it was like two hours and I would get home and have to go to work. Um, So I wasn't satisfied with that life. It was not easy. Um, And he had to come and I'm like, I want to go too, right? (laughs) I want to be with him. So for months we exchanged letters and he's like, you need to come. And I'm like, I'm going to go. And um, so I'm like, okay, I'm ready to go. And then both sad parents are like, okay, you guys are doing this. You're very young. You have to do this right. You're not just going to get on the plane and go. Um, so we got married. Mm-hmm. I planned the married the wedding in three months. He came back uh, during spring break and we got married on March 7th, 93. And by March 11th, we were in our new home at the Mary student housing in Indiana, West Lafayette, Indiana. It was wow. snowing. It was my first time seeing snow. Uh, it was my first time out the con- outside of the country. It was my first time in an airplane. Oh my gosh! Yes, I was. <laughs> that is a big old. leap. Okay, it was a big leap. Yeah, so we got here, and everything was very different than being in in college in Rio, and all the energy that Brazil has, and how you have so much entertainment. And mm. I was very young, so here it was almost like everything stopped. And he was busy. So we managed many years of living like that. We didn't have any money. We were like, our house was not nice. You know, everything was difficult. I remember going to the dollar movies. (laughs) Um, And I I was raised in a very simple way, comfortably, but uh, we were, we didn't have a lot of money. So that was not what, um, was hard for me. I think being away from everyone was hard. I was very close to my family. I had a lot of friends. I had my job. I had college. And all of a sudden, I have nothing. I'm a housewife um, trying to figure out the ingredients to cook anything, you know, no friends. You're a housewife at 19, too, right? What? You were 19, right? I was 20. I had just oh, turned you were 20. 20. Okay, yeah. still young. Very young. Uh, first time out of, outside of my home. And same thing mm-hmm. for him. So it was hard. And uh, but things, you know, you kind of um, learn to adapt. You grow up a little bit, you mature, Mm -hmm. you you figure out what the other one is because we didn't know each other. Well, you know, we had dated for a year and a half um, on and off. Um, So it it was interesting. But we loved each other. We we learned a lot and we decided we're not going to have kids for a while. And our first baby. we planned and it was 10 years into our marriage. Wow. Okay. And in that time you had been back and forth, like you went to Brazil and worked, came back and you had moved a million times. Yes. And, uh, I guess during that time you were still living life by default. So I definitely was. Um, I got a job when we, yeah, he got a job in Syracuse and we moved there in 95. I got a temp job at a company. um, And then at the end, I was production planning uh, supervisor for the company. I started as a temp, just data entry. And every couple of years, I, I got a promotion and I worked at the design department. So all of the creative background that I had, I was using and I was enjoying and I had amazing friends and um, it it was a very good time in my life. I was making my own money and I felt more independent in a way. Mm -hmm. Um, Yes. And and at that point, I felt appreciated. At that point, I felt like I was capable of doing things and I felt empowered and I did. And I, what I did, I did really well. Um, And then he got another job and we went we came back to Brazil and I was pregnant with my son. So, and that's like 10 years later. So I was at that company for about seven years and it was amazing. And as I worked full time and I was going to school in the evenings to finish my degree, 
Mm-hmm. And I got uh, a BFA from Syracuse University. And we moved back to Brazil. And then I was a stay-at-home mom. Here we go again, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then when did things start changing, would you say? Where you started wondering, what? Why? Why? Why am I here? What's next? What? What's I going think, on? I would say I spent about ten years without even thinking about it, um, right? Or not strongly enough. Maybe I woke right, up because we're just going morning. through the motions. Because yes. even if you, I don't know about you, but I would think about it. Like, why am I here? What's my purpose? Is my purpose mm-hmm. just to do this? Yeah. Because and then you get distracted because oh now, the dog got into the the Fritos or something, and yep. the kid did this, and you're just running around, and now there's laundry, and now you got to clean up the mess. And so those thoughts are just shuffled back. And when again. you move a lot, I mean, people who move a lot, they know what it is. When you have to move, you pack everything. And then it takes you about six months to figure that space out, right? Mm-hmm. Kids need to adapt. You need to find doctors. You need to. Um, so you can't really, the mom or the dad can't be working full time because you have to manage the whole family, including the spouse. Um finding a place to live, waiting for the container to come. So we moved across, like we moved from Brazil to the U.S. and then different states. So it was never an easy move. Yeah, been there, done that, pregnant. girl. Yeah, moving with like a, It takes like a year, wouldn't you say? I find I that say. each it's move. It's a year where you say, year. you know what? I feel home. I know my neighbor. I know my, I've been to my doctor's office. You know, my kids are adapted at school. And then, and then you kind of settle and you're like, okay, so uh, maybe I should get a job over here at Timber. So mm-hmm. I would do like uh, substitute teaching. And just so I was out there, I was busy, but nothing excited me. There was like, oh yeah, that's what I want to do for the rest of my life. Right. And, and that I lived that way for 20 years. So when, when did you start questioning to the point where you felt you had to take some action. I think a lot had to do with when we started talking about getting a divorce because I'm like, okay, so now I'm not a married woman anymore. Um, I'm, I'm Wait, not, why are you talking about divorce? You just, why, why? Because why? I think that was one of the things that said, who am I by myself? Like, who am I outside of this marriage? Because from the beginning, since I was very young, it was my, my other half. Right. I, I knew where I had to go because I knew where he was going. So I really never had to think about it that much because mm. he's going to get his master's. OK, I'll go with him. He's going to get a job in Syracuse. OK, I go with him. And then I kept going with him and just moving through through his changes without thinking about mm. what I was doing for myself. Okay. So by the time I saw kids are getting more independent, they need me less. I don't think we were staying uh, married, right? We were talking about not being married anymore. I'm like, what do I do now? What is next? What do I like to do? What what do I have a passion for? And I couldn't feel anything. I'm like, I'm not capable of doing this. How am I going to get a job? And do I get a job in retail? You know, trying to just think about the money, the money that needs to come in for some reason. Um without thinking about what do I want to do with my life and what is my purpose, which that word has never crossed my mind. So interesting. And so it wasn't until I, that phone call. Yeah. What is my purpose? But what was it with the phone call with your sister? Is that what kind of changed your. That day just stays with me because I think that was the day that I really spoke out like you know when you have things in your head and you think about it but you never say it to anyone that day I said I have to do something I don't know what I want I don't know who I am I don't know what I like um I wouldn't say I was depressed but I wasn't happy um and I couldn't see my future I had no dreams I had no um Nothing. When you said live with intention, you know, when people say you, you should mm. live with intention, I'm like, right. what is my intention? Just to wake up, make breakfast, do laundry and make sure the, the house is clean. Everything is perfect when the kids come back. And, and that wasn't enough. You know, we all know that's not enough. I think that it can be a very great balance where you don't have to be just a career woman or a single woman. You know, you can have it all, but it has to be um, a balance inside us. You need to feel comfortable where you are and for everyone is different, right? 
for everyone. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's very different. And, And when we get that little, that nudge, which you got, where yeah. you're just like, okay, what's what? in that day? Yeah. <clears throat> that day was huge for you. And, it's, and, and, and I believe your I, sister was yeah. there to talk to you that day. Yes. Because she knows, you. she maybe she is the person who knows me best. She knows how my life was. She knows um, how, um, yeah, she grew up with me. Like she, mm-hmm. she knew more than anyone who I was and what my qualities were and what I could do, right? And when I said, oh, maybe I'll go back to school and um, be a teacher, I was substitute teaching with special needs children. I was loving that. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I totally want to do that. So in the end, I wanted to serve. I wanted to do something with people. And I I had no idea until um, I started photographing people. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, you know, that the connection, the what we create together, like the whole creation of something um, which is a collaboration. They can never be done from one side or the other. Right. And that gave me so much energy. Um, I was always a people pleaser, right? Usually people ha- who have low self-esteem, we want to please everyone. We want to, we want to be loved. And I never felt loved. Um, I know people loved me, you know, it, it's different. And, and we're all wired so different where um, even growing up, I knew my parents loved me, but to, even today I say, I, I didn't feel loved. I felt like an outsider. And mm-hmm. even with friends, I never felt like I was the best friend. I was always the other friend, you know, and, and I grew up that way. I remember sitting in school and, and just watching people live their lives. And I didn't know where I fit in. Wow. Um, it's very interesting because a lot of people who know me would never, never think that, that that's how I was. Um, but, you know, it, it is very interesting because it's all inside us. It's how we're, we, we see things, how we feel things. And, and I needed more, but I didn't know what yeah. it was. And you had to find the more on your own. It, it, as, as, as I've learned in your story, you had to find more on your own and you had to kind of peel away these layers that were covering the beauty within. Yeah. So, so tell us, so your sister says, you know, get out that little camera and start doing your thing. And, and you're like, okay. And you start getting, you start taking pictures. You, you're just going out and you're doing landscape things. You said, yeah. So and I would drop off the kids. Yeah. Drop off the kids, drive by the lake. And then in fall, winter, the the water had smoke. So I would just take pictures and come home and and start uploading them to my computer and start retouching them and making them look even better and post them. And people were like, whoa, this is amazing, the place you're living in. So it was really a way for me to um, feel home, right? Because I was photographing my home and I was sharing with my family. And in the weekends, I would go with the kids. I'm like, guys, I just went to Serenby. And I went to this farm and you guys need to come. So it brought a lot of joy to my family as well. Um, but it, it was still something that I'm like, okay, maybe I can do this and sell some prints, you know? So I did that for a while, but it wasn't, it was still a very lonely place to be. You did do that. You actually had a business doing that. I did have a little business doing that for business. about a year. Yeah. And it still wasn't quite, you knew it really, you're on the path. Yeah. But you knew you're, you, that you're looking, you're the path on this path, but you really wanted to be on that one right over there. Yes. Because it yeah. was fun. It was a way to create, but it was limited. Right. So it was like me and that lake and me and the trees and the spring and the flowers. And it, it is beautiful. And I, I see the beauty in, in that, but it wasn't enough for me because I like to be around people. I need energy mm-hmm. from other people. Mm-hmm. And I come back from Brazil um, in 2016. I come from a vacation. We always go for Christmas with the kids. So I come in and I see something. I don't know if it was on social media, an email that says, you know, there's this conference that happens every year. And this year it's going to be in Atlanta and it starts tomorrow. So I'm still unpacking the bags, doing laundry, arriving. The kids have school the next day. And I'm like, I'm getting a ticket. I'm going to this because I only have to drive a half an hour. And why am I not going to do it? Right. Didn't know any photographers that were going to be there. Didn't know what the format would be. I had never been to a large conference like that. 
So I'm like, I'm doing it. It's just decided to do it. And it's so funny. And I told you this, it's like so many women that have been on second wind, they have said, I've got, I got this idea. And then I I was standing in line at the supermarket and there was, I flipped open on one of the magazines and there was an ad for this school that then I went to. And now that's what they do. Or I was on Facebook right after I had this thought and this popped up and same thing. And it, it just seems too quirky too. Is it, is it really just coincidence that these things pop in when you need them? I don't, I don't think so. You know what I, don't I think? think? So either. It's so bizarre. Yeah. I think a lot of it is awareness, right? So you mm-hmm. become open to things like that. So um, everyone who has been pregnant before, when you're pregnant, don't you see all the pregnant people around you? Like everything. Oh yeah. 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 Pregnant women. Like you look at You're like, Oh my gosh, everybody's pregnant at the same time. Or if you're like you buy a new you don't car notice that and everybody has the same car. Yes. Yeah. And everybody has the same car. You're like, well, I didn't know it was that popular. Right. right? Yeah. Oh, it's the same thing. Yeah. I, I think so. Then you become aware visually, right? Mm-hmm. So you see things way better. Uh, you're open to something new. And I think it is a, a process. It is that journey that we talk about. Yeah. It doesn't mean you're always going to be ready. I think we are ready when we are. And mm-hmm. sometimes I even talk about like, wouldn't it be amazing if people had their second wind at the age of 25? <laughs> oh my gosh. Do you know how much we would time we would right? We would need it like a third and fourth wind. Right. You know, that might happen, you know, 50, 100 years from now. We may yeah. have evolved that much. Exactly. But yeah. the truth but is, we, we have our second win when we are usually in our 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, right? So right. we're mature. We're ready for a change. We've been through a lot. We've been through pain and joy and, and growth and all of it. And now you're like, okay, now it's a time to shift. And interestingly mm-hmm. enough, all my clients that come to me, I'm not mm-hmm. calling them. They are coming to me because yeah. I think they they are open to that. They see, let's say they see an ad, uh, an ad from me on Facebook. And maybe I say, you know what? Now it's your time to exist in photographs. And like, yes, it is. So they click that button and they call me. They're like, invoice me right now. Because if you don't, I'll back. Like, I won't come. Right. <laughs> so people are like, I got to do this. They were brave enough to click that button. And I think that's what it is. And that's what it was for me. I clicked that button and I went to that conference. And from that point on, my whole life changed. The way I felt, the way I saw myself, the way I looked at my children, the way I um, looked at starting a business, because then all the messages that I needed, they were there and the people and the energy and that positive experience that I had. I'm like, there's no way back from this. Right. right. But you also, when you say that you were now that conference and having the conversations and, and, and just putting, putting yourself out there and something you've never done before, and you just went for it, it opened you up. So now you're getting the downloads. If you want, like now you're, you're seeing more opportunities and, and when the energy is coming, you're attracting what you're giving out. Right. Right. Absolutely. So you're excited. You're looking at life differently. Some people say when they, when they get this, the colors are a little brighter outside and things like that. And that happened for you. So you get back from this conference and how do you, how do you build this business that you have now? So that's uh, spring of uh, 2016 by summer of that year. um, I had watched a video, so I still don't know what I'm going to do. Right. And this conference there's like photographer photographers from every industry headshot photographers uh landscape photographers family photographers and then portrait photographers right so i start really looking into portrait photography and then this photographer who i saw her presentation like i was following her in the conference after the first presentation i'm like i'm gonna see whatever she has to say because she really touched me. And it wasn't just me because everyone in the audience had tears, right? So the way she spoke and she was so vulnerable and so real that I felt like, okay, this is how I want to feel. This is what I want to do for people. This is where I want to be. These are my people. (laughs) Okay. 
And I come back and I start following her. Her name is Sue Bryce. She is a portrait photographer from New Zealand. And she's been in business for many years, like 20 over years, 30 years. She's my age. Um, And she tells her story. Like it wasn't easy for her. She wasn't the confident portrait photographer that she is right now. But she showed how she did it and the importance of self-care, self-love valuing what you and there's nothing she teaches you that doesn't talk about you deserve this you Mm. you can ask for money you have something to offer right you what you offer people want so never feel bad about charging that so it not only about the business side of it that empowered me to go into business but also the personal side of how to present yourself as a business owner and to serve and how you serve with like the best with excellence, right? You serve with excellence and you do your best and you connect and you, you, there's no way of not running a business that way. Right. It's it's Mm -hmm. never going to, because when people say, Oh, most business only last two years. If you do it right, you will stay around. If you do, something with love and to serve people will come to you. So from the time I I understood that I never, I wasn't scared anymore because I would think what is the worst that could happen? I'm going to have a studio that's Leticia Andrade portrait studio. What's the worst that could happen? Although I had people say, well, maybe this is not the time. Are you really ready? Um, Are you sure? Um, Is that really? Are you sure? Are you sure? Uh Even mm-hmm. for my parents, are you sure, mm-hmm. you know, this is what, are you going to have money to pay your rent, you know, the rent for that studio? And I'm well, like, you know, it's a lot more time than you may be willing to give. Yes. Yeah, all that. But I was already, I had already learned so much and it's, it's staying curious. It's learning every day. It's finding the right people around you, you know, the right mentors, the right people who already been through it. They can tell, you know, this is how it goes. So all of that built a lot of courage and I became someone really brave, which I wasn't ever in my life. Wow. That's really neat. And also I'm sure people can feel it watching us, hearing us, but to think that you weren't always this, this very deeply genuine, caring person who's trying to extrapolate the best from person sitting across from you. That's insane to me because it just seems like you were probably that, that person I would have grown up with that I would always go to, to um, make myself feel better. If I was having a bad day, that you would have the right words for me, that you would lift me up. You would lift anybody up that sat across from you. And to think that you were at one point, you were kind of like numb, Mm -hmm. a nondescript, just I don't know. I don't, I didn't, I don't even know how to have a passion. I did, didn't even know to go after it. It's, it's such a, a flip for you. Yeah. And all that stuff was obviously there. It's part of your soul and your energy and your purpose. And I'm so glad you that found it and, and can share it with others. Yeah. And so you go ahead and you, and you, and you get this, this studio up and running. Talk to us a little yeah, bit. So about I, that. I worked from home from for about four years, three years. Wow. I have my studio at my house. I start by photographing okay. friends. I build a portfolio that I can start showing and selling what I have to offer. Right. So I learn a lot about lighting and posing and all of it, like all the techniques. But at the same time, how to build a business, how do to um, do it on social media, how to create. So it was a, it was a huge amount of things that I had to, to handle. Mm-hmm. Um, and almost like I did it kind of behind the scenes. Like nobody knew exactly what I was doing. I think I don't know. <laughs> right. right. So and you still have yeah, yeah, so my kids will go to school. I would photograph someone that morning, clean up my house, the studio I had in my house, put everything back on. Everybody would get home and life would go on. So I would cook. My dad, you're like secret, secretively doing and your passion. Because in a way I felt, I didn't feel 
I had the right to to be that. I'm like, I'm taking away from my kids. I'm taking away from my house. Um, I'm, you know, instead of cooking dinner tonight, I worked until a little later. So there's no dinner. So I had a lot of guilt. But that I learned to to just talk about. I said, you know what, guys, there's no dinner tonight. But mom took this pictures and the kids were really became really proud of it. Although they would say, oh, you're only working because you want to, you know, you don't need to, you know, when kids, sometimes they give you an attitude. Mm. And um, my ex-husband was like, wow, do you really want to have a studio in the house? You know, it makes no sense. So I didn't have the support I needed. So how'd you flip that around to where you now have a brick and mortar? How did that happen? It seems like a huge obstacle. So I, I think the way I... It turned around. So my husband left. Uh, we separated in 2019, 2018. So at that time, I started looking for another house. We're living in a big house. And I'm thinking, you know, we need to get out of here. There's no reason to stay here. Um, he had already moved out. And I had my house for sale for two years. It wouldn't sell. Mm. So I continue to work from home, but I'm thinking, you know, when I sell this home and I buy a new house, it's not going to have space for my studio because I want to have a studio. And in 2019, I wrote a letter to myself that I was going to open in September saying, I have this. I did that. You know, just that exercise of you. No, 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 no. Okay. (laughs) The letter. Let's go back to the letter. The letter is huge. And I think people will start writing themselves letters after they this. Because it wasn't just a letter that you wrote in August and opened the next month. No, no, this is a year to the day. And it was like right around when we were speaking. Yep. It's just bizarre how that all came together. And it was three days later. It was the one year anniversary one of your year studio? Anniversary. Yeah. They used after we spoke. So that's crazy all in of itself. So I want you to share. You decided to sit down. Like, why did you decide to no, write I didn't decide. So a lot of the things that I do or that I did, somebody uh-huh. told me, I heard from somebody else, right? Okay. It's not that I'm making this up in my head, but I'm okay. following the right people. I have the right people around me. I see, I'm aware. I find the right information because okay. it's that thing when you're open to it, the right, the, it's the law of attraction. It really yep. is. Things come in your direction. Yep. So, um, I go to this conference every year now, which is a portrait. It's called the Portrait Masters Conference. It's all portrait photographers from all over the world, about 500 of them. And you have top photographers being keynote speakers, doing presentations. We shoot for five days, beautiful models. It helps us create our portfolio. We share experiences. We, We talk about business. We talk about being creative about serving your community as a photographer. Uh, what what should it do, uh, you know, with, with what you have, with your craft? What's the best way to use that to make a difference in the world, you know? So it is extremely encouraging. It gives you all that energy to get out and do more, right? Yes. So um, the last one I went to was in 2019, September 2019, and we were there for a week. We had amazing um, information that was shared with us, like all these beautiful creative photographers are saying, you know, this is what I do. This is how I create and showing and everything is like in your face. It's like a a dream come true, right? You have all these beautiful things surrounding you and it's incredible. And then you have your friends who you met the year before that you were roommating with and you talk about how your ear went and how much you're charging. And so it is a very big support. And we have this support group online as well. So you feel like you have someone helping you Mm -hmm. and that understands what you're going through. So then one of the things that... um, so Bryce said was, you know, one of the best things you can do is write a letter to yourself and not say it's like a vision board. But instead of saying, I am going to have a studio. No, you're going to say, you know, I have a studio that does this, this and that. I have this. I created that. And you say, like, if, if it had already happened, 
right? Like scripting. Yeah. Which I'm going to have on the show. So what, yeah, in the past tense. Yeah. It no, happens. This it. is what I charge. This is how yeah. many people, yes. blah, blah, blah. So yeah. that's an exercise that a lot of professions, a lot of business people, um, you know, they, they teach people how to do because it really, it keeps your focus on what you want, right? What is your right. intention? What do you want to do? What's your goal? And that's so important because every morning you're putting you it out there. Yeah. You're putting it out you there. Put it out there. You say it already happened. So now you have to get it right. Run and do it. So it and it is, it's magical. I had never done it before. So I wrote this letter with my friends by the pool the last day of this conference. We were in um Phoenix. And we all wrote our letters and I had about 10 things in my letter um, and didn't know a pandemic was going to start. Right. So yeah. that's a year where we had no idea how, how things were going to happen, but it all happened. I wrote that. I, I have a studio that welcome women from all walks of life to an experience that can shift how they see and feel about themselves. So that's what I wrote. And by May, 2020, I had a beautiful studio to welcome my clients and my friends. Um, I said, I have a home that has peace and love and respect. And we have pets. We got a dog. We got a cat. Um, A simple home that I can easily manage, right? It doesn't have to be anything big. It just needs to feel homey. And I had that. And then I wrote other things. And the only thing that didn't happen is I said, um, I have planned my trip to Barcelona because I really want to go to Barcelona. (laughs) But then nobody could travel. So that one, but that's that's happening. That's okay. It's still going to happen. It's on my next letter. So opening that letter on September. You opened it exactly a year later. A year later, I had it written down, open this letter uh, by September. I think it was September 6, 2020. So 2020 was a difficult year to all of us, Um, but I was able to manage it. I had people coming to the studio once a week. Uh, I closed for a couple of months, Um, but it, it was done. Oh, it even said like, in 2020, I'm going to sell double than what I did in 2019, right? I'm going to have double clients. I didn't have double the clients, but I had raised my price. So I sold double. So, still so even that, it was crazy that I was able to do, you know, without any stress, um, I was able to do it. So I was really proud, but not only that, I at then believe that I can do anything I put myself into. And I think everyone needs to believe that. I mean, don't go crazy. Like I'm going to have a Ferrari in 2020. Oh, right. Yeah. That's it's, so it's, it's not really about the of- amount of money, but you can say, you know, I'm going to be able to support myself. I'm going right. to be able to things that are uh, doable, but that you're going to have to challenge. You're going to have to push yourself a little bit. And there's nothing better than that for you to really accomplish and be focused. And I'm a proof of it because you are. I thought I was, was going to be able to accomplish it all. And I did. And I walk into my studio this day and I'm like, is this really mine? Right. I, I still have a hard time believing where I am because if three years ago, five years ago, 20 years ago, you know, I would think, you know, I'm being interviewed for a podcast to say how I, I got here. I mean, it's such an honor. It really is. Oh, you're so sweet. It is because I just want other women to listen and to believe in themselves, even if it's Mm -hmm. hard at that time, if you don't feel um, good enough, but it it is possible. And it's what it's baby steps. It's every morning you wake up and you need to believe and you need to do one thing that's going to really add something to uh, where you want to get. And it is by reading a book. It's by talking to someone. It's really being open to learning and being curious about things. And and it is possible. Yeah. You say, I just stay curious every day. Yeah. That, and, I, and I want to learn every day. And, and I think that makes a huge difference. I want to talk about the experience I had with you because 
me having myself photographed was never something I ever thought I should or could or want to do. Mm -hmm. And I stumbled into this situation for the 20 women that you were doing. I happened to fill the last slot through a friend of mine that says, oh, you have to go do this. And I said, okay. But I did it because I was like, well, at least I'll meet some new people. You know, Uh maybe there'll be somebody that, you know, has a great story for the podcast. I mean, I, I should, I should show up. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to. And you're like, okay, join the Facebook group. And I couldn't for many, many reasons, but then I didn't. And then yeah, I could, yeah. but it was just like, it just never happened. And I just, I wasn't, maybe I was fearful. Uh-huh. I was definitely was like, okay, I can't go get my picture taken until I lose at least five or 10 pounds. Um, I just don't feel my best, you know, whatever the best is, what is the best? best. I think it's loving yourself for who and what you are. That would be the best, but I didn't realize at that moment. And I'm like, I have nothing to wear. I don't have time to go buy anything. Like there was just so many reasons, reasons why I couldn't do it. And then we finally just said, I think you're just like, okay, well you have to come in because I need to get this thing going. I need to write this book. I need to have this happen. Okay. And you you were great because you sent in good instructions on what to do. And there was things to, you know, you had to come and do a little talk through first. Uh-huh. And I sat there and I felt so comfortable. I'm changing the clothes, the makeup, everything. And it's this thing. And, and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm actually having fun. Oh my gosh. This looks really good. And I left there. I promise you, there is a new little dial on my own radar that I that I have now where I actually feel worthy of having pretty photographs. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I just yeah. I never really felt that that person was in me. Yeah. And it was amazing. It and the, the fact that you can do that. With every single woman that sits in front of you. Yeah. And I think a lot of it is because once you get there and, and I would say I probably photographed 300 women by now, different ages, mostly women that are more mature because that's who I market to. Those are the women that I want to work with because I think it makes such a difference in their lives. Um, I would tell you, not one person that comes into a cons- for a consultation, like we always meet for a consultation, which means that we're going to get to know each other a little bit more. So we're more comfortable when you come in. But we're also talking about what to wear, uh, what kind of makeup you like, you know, what are you going to use your photos for? Like, is that just for portraits or are you going to use it for your branding like you're using for your business? So we talk about all of that. But Besides all of that, I learned so much from all of you, like that one hour that we're together, that when you come for the photo shoot, I feel like I already know you. And I feel like like I've seen through a lot already Um, that all of us have been through a lot. Mm -hmm. Right. We and and the stories and and it's it it is um, it is almost like meeting a friend. But I already know because it goes so deep. It's not something that, oh, yeah, the weather. And the, you're not talking about something. No, you're not. Show. It goes. Once people walk in there, it, they feel safe and they share. And for some reason, even if they came just for a photo, it becomes something completely different and so much bigger. And I think that's where um, there is that, that shift. Because you go in, walking in there for the first time is already something big because you're like, I'm doing something for myself today, right? I'm going to like me and you, or you're like me and you're like, I don't want to do this. I I'm don't walking do in going, So let's say yeah. a lot of people say, I need a photo for this, you know, for my business. I really hate being photographed. Right. I don't like it. That's where this process of getting to know each other and talking and, and talking about you a little bit, like, who are you? Right. And, and most people are like, oh yeah, this, I've been married before. I'm a single mom. I never had kids. I traveled so many places. I'm from another country. So everyone has a little different background. And with that, we bring all of the women together. And for example, for the campaign that we did and everyone 
is different, but the same. Oh yeah. There's commonalities. Everyone was uncomfortable coming in. Everyone thought they had to lose five pounds. Everyone (laughs) thought they didn't have anything to wear. And oh, oh, because this, and are you going to retouch that? And how about the hair? And how about my legs? I don't like my nose. I don't like my arm. But then really to change and say, you know what? You're going to be in front of a camera and we're going to do this together, right? You're going to look at me and I'm going to connect with you and we're going to create together. And that's what happens every time. And what comes out of this is not only um, beautiful photos, maybe the most beautiful photos you've ever had of yourself, right? Yep. You either got a selfie or in the middle of a family and then you cut the head to do it, to use it as your profile picture. You just do a little cry or or the old wedding photos, the wedding photos. (laughs) Um, And then you see a photo of yourself that you think, you know what? I'm 55, but I am beautiful. Look at my body language. Look how I move. Look at my hands. Look how I touch my face, my hair. And it's okay to feel that way. Yeah. Part of um, me working on campaigns and trying to learn more about women being photographed and being in front of the camera or pictures is because it can be a, a, something that's really vain. Like it can be something, oh, yeah, I'm going to look like a model and cover of the magazine and be photoshopped everywhere and look my best, right? For some mm-hmm. people, that's like, wow, that's not what beauty is, right? That's not how I feel beautiful. But the truth is, once you feel beautiful and you get photographed like the cover of Vanity Fair, that's nothing wrong with that, of looking that way, right? Because that's who you are. That's how people see you. Not every day because nobody gets ready like that every day, unless you have a makeup artist at the house and someone doing your hair in the right lighting, right? And it's all about right lighting, but it's all about how you feel at that moment that you are not only caring for yourself, you're doing something, you're giving yourself love, but um, you're you're creating something in that environment that really makes a difference that you will, people would say, I walked out with my head up high and I never felt that way before. Or in that morning, that next morning, I put some mascara on instead of just wearing my sweatpants and walking out of the house. (laughs) <laughs> right yeah and it's okay yeah. to take care of yourself yeah. it's okay to feel yeah. good it's not for anybody else but ourselves but at the same time when someone meets you and say oh my gosh Wendy your hair looks so good it feels good right because you're taking care of yourself it's so interesting yeah and, and I do believe that you know you create within people you tap into something that has been hidden they haven't been willing to look at or cultivate is their own beauty from within. And once that gets released, much like when your sister got you to start thinking about photography and when you went to the conference, it released something within you. And that's how I feel with me. And I think that many of the women feel that way, at least the ones I've talked to feel the same way, that it, it released some kind of underlying, I am beautiful, I am worthy. And it's okay. And, and whatever I show up as, as long as that's within me, yes, that's what's coming out. And you yeah. do that so well. Leticia, tell me if there's like a mantra or something you've learned on this journey that has, that keeps you going every day, that keeps you positive. Cause you know, you are separated. You are with the two kids in your own home. You're running your own business. There's some stressors to all of that, even though you're in your passion. I mean, life is life is life. Mm-hmm. So, so what is, what, what would that be for you? I think it starts with not feeling selfish if you're doing something for yourself. Um, for me, the most important thing is the connections, you know, the people I have in my life. I think that's what makes everything better, no matter what mm-hmm. it's having a good friend. It's going to lunch with a friend. And um, I think a lot of us, kind of get into a routine where you have that to-do list, you have things to do, you go and you exercise and you, and we are always putting so much pressure and it's okay to take a break and go have coffee with a friend. And that's one thing that I always, even with my friends, they're like, oh my gosh, but I'm so busy. I have no time to do that. You know, I wish I could. And um, it's really putting that time for yourself. It is 
Um, and I know it's so cliche, you know, but going for a walk, drinking enough water, putting good food in your body, being with people that are positive and, and make you feel good about yourself, uh, listening. I think listening, we listen so little. We're always talking, talking, talking. I'm a big talker. I always want to share what I what I know, what I've seen. You know, I get excited about things, but sometimes I forget that I need to just listen and not try to resolve everyone's problems. And that mm. takes a lot of the stress from me as well. So I think it's all of that. It's like yourself being in harmony with your body, your mind, trying to um, have living with that goal in mind. Uh, how do I, how do I want to live my life? And how do I deserve to live my life? Right? Because I never thought that way. I always like, this is my life. This is what I get. What do I deserve? How do I deserve to be treated? How do I want to be treated? How do I want to live my everyday? How do I want my weekends to be? And it's okay, right? So because we are all so different. But one most important thing that I think, because that I go back and forth with that, is when I'm comparing myself. I'm looking at what other people um, are doing, and maybe people are making more money, they're charging more, or maybe they have more clients, or they're doing something amazing, and I'm mm -hmm. not. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm not doing that. But why am I not doing that? Because I have two children, a dog, a cat, a house, a family in Brazil, you know? So you have to kind of really see what is good for you, what's right for you and not feel like you're missing out. If you were every day working towards something that you, that makes you happy. Perfect. Yes. Like when did you ever have coffee with a friend? Even though you had a million things to do and you're like, no, I'm just going to do it which is what I've been trying to do lately or, or meeting up with someone, taking a walk with someone, even though it was hard to juggle, you finally did it. Have you ever regretted that time? Never. Never. And you always leave feeling more complete, at least for me, and mm -hmm. better and more connected with like the entire universe mm -hmm. than if I hadn't. And it's so important yes. to make time. And I think we women, we just don't make time for the people that really raise us up and keep us energized. And I love that you said that because it's really important to, if somebody says, Hey, do you have time? And we always say, Oh, let me look at my calendar. Oh no. Oh, no. And so how yes. about the people that say, you know, when, um, winter break comes, you know, I'm going to be ready or mm -hmm. the holidays, I just need to get through the holidays. So there is always like a chunk of time that people are blocking for what, you know, for all the things that need to be done. And maybe half of it doesn't need to be done. Um, waiting for what? There's a lot of extra pressure. It's people pressuring you. Same thing with the photo shoot. Oh, I don't have time to spend a whole day in the studio getting photographed. What that does to you, to the rest, like I've had that experience twice in the past three years. And that has changed how I move my body, how I see, you know, even my fat and my aging and my wrinkles. I'm like, it's totally fine. Totally fine. Right. It's totally totally fine. fine because I'm 49 and it's totally fine. And what I have inside me is so much more um, important and I can give so much that that really, and I know how people see me. I know they see me beautiful. So why am I going to be talking negative to myself and say, oh, I'm so ugly. I'm my wrinkles, this, my fat, that. Knock it off. Knock it off. <laughs> right. When I say, okay, whatever. <laughs> you yeah. don't like your leg? That's okay. We'll hide it. You know what? And then, but love yourself in the end. Because that's, yeah. that's it. Right we're not there. perfect. Nobody's perfect, yeah. but we're, we're good. I have so much enjoyed getting to know you. Awesome. And you have really made a difference in my perception of myself and my life. I love that. And I'm so glad. And I want everyone to book a session with you and, and right. feel this way. Even if you live in LA, come on to Georgia. Yeah. You'll have fun. We'll hook up. It will be great. Um, and you will not regret spending time with Leticia. It, so is, it is a cool investment. And you know, one thing I want to do is um, maybe in the next couple of years is doing dream shoots on location, like going to a beach with the client and then just photographing for the day or going to Europe and photographing uh, with beautiful gowns. You know, I, I 
Oh my gosh. That's on my list of things to do. I want to travel. I want to do something special for people. And, and that that's totally possible. Oh my gosh. I think you need to write a letter. Right. <laughs> I write a letter. Yeah. And then I'll write a letter and in, in my letter, I'll say, and I'm going with, we're going together <laughs> and I'll to go Barcelona. with you to Barcelona. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yes. I'll bring, oh the, my I'll bring all the dresses. Bring all the dresses. Well, Leticia, thank you so much thank for sharing you. your story. Thank you Sharing so your time. Um, and until next time, breathe in your second wind. Thank you for listening today. I hope that something you heard made you smile, made you think, and made you feel. If these incredible stories empowered you, awakened you, or left you feeling inspired, Make sure to share with a friend and write us a review on iTunes so we can continue to change lives through this content. Make sure you tag us while you're listening on our Facebook group, My Second Wind, or hit the link in the show notes to join the conversation. Until next time, go ahead and breathe in your second wind.